Hey there, welcome to Take One, the daily Dafyomi podcast from Tablet Magazine. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz. If you have no clue what a Dafyomi is or what it is that we're trying to do here, just go back and listen to our very first episode. Hey there, welcome to Take One. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz. Usually, I have a guest here who helps me make sense of the daily duff of the Talmud. Today, it's just me. And it's just as well, because we're going to talk about one of my favorite rabbis in the entire Talmud. So page 8 of Tractate Brachot begins with a strange and seemingly radical observation. Here it is. Reish Lakish said, One who has a synagogue nearby in his city but does not enter to pray there is called an evil neighbor, as it is stated. Thus said the Lord, as for all my evil neighbors who touch my inheritance, which I have caused my people Israel to inherit, behold, I will pluck them up from off their land and will pluck the house of Judah up from among them. Jeremiah twelve fourteen. Now, let's be honest. That sounds a bit too hardcore. Many of us, after all, have synagogues nearby in our cities and many of us or most of us, according to the Pew Research Center, don't enter the synagogue, at least not regularly. Does that make us evil neighbors? Isn't that a touch harsh? To answer this question, we first have to realize who the speaker is. His name was Reish Lakish. And let me tell you, he's very likely going to be your favorite rabbi in the whole of the Talmud. He lived late in the 3rd century in Tveria, or Tiberias if you insist, in Israel. He was poor as a child, but immensely large and terrifically strong. So he took advantage of his size and went into business doing some shady stuff. The Talmud tells us he used to be a gladiator. Although Rashi, the famous commentator, has argued that Reish Lakish was really a bodyguard for cannibals. And other scholars suggested that he was the leader of a fearsome band of robbers like a Jesse James with sandals. One day, this mighty man walks down to the river and sees a beautiful naked creature bathing there. Some interpreters suggest that Lakish, feeling randy, was hoping for some action. But when he neared the river, he saw that the naked person wasn't a gorgeous woman, as he'd thought, but the most famous rabbi of the time, Rabbi Yochanan. Astonished, Lakish couldn't help but blurt out, which loosely translated, Man, you're so pretty, you should have been a woman. Yochanan, not one to lose his cool, took one look at the hulk standing above him and said, And you are so strong, you should have been a Torah scholar. Lakish understood exactly what Yochanan was saying to him. He was saying to him that while physical strength comes and goes with age, the true wisdom, the sort of wisdom you get from studying Torah, is forever. Right then and there, Lakish took off his clothes and joined Yochanan in the river. And the story has it that as soon as he committed his life to studying Torah, he lost all of his physical strength. When he came out of the water that day, he couldn't even pick up his sword. But he became one of the sharpest and most dedicated rabbis of his or any other time, second only to his teacher, friend, and eventual brother-in-law, Rabbi Yochanan. Which brings us back to our question. Why would the studious and wise rabbi say such a harsh thing? To understand Reish Lakish's meaning, it helps to think back of the explanation he gives for it. 
that verse from Jeremiah. Thus said the Lord, as for all my evil neighbors who touch my inheritance, which I have caused my people Israel to inherit, behold, I will pluck them up from off their land. A person who doesn't enter the synagogue then is first and foremost an evil neighbor to the Lord. God is everywhere, and no matter what we call him, Hashem, Allah, Karma, he requires that we acknowledge his presence, which is to say that we realize that there's a deeper meaning to life. What's that deeper meaning? Well, the Jeremiah verse addresses that too. It's learning to live with other people in a specific place, even if you don't particularly like them or even if you find many of them really annoying. This is what community is all about. It forces you to go places and do things, even if you'd rather just stay home by yourself and never leave. This is why Judaism insists that we only pray with other people. And this is why so many of our commandments deal with how we treat each other. So if you never enter the Bet Knesset, which literally means the house of congregation, you're not really doing your job to build community. Reish Lakish knows that. He used to be a violent loner, and he was miserable. Then he entered that river, and soon after that, the Bet Midrash, the house of learning, and soon after that, the Jewish community. And even though he had many quarrels with his new friends, including Rabbi Yochanan, he found a life of joy and meaning in community. And he's urging us to do the same. It begins with Rabban Gamliel teaching that there are many commandments that should be completed by midnight, but that can really wait until dawn. Not, however, the Passover sacrifice, which commemorates the Exodus. Why? The rabbis, no surprise there, offer differing theories. I'd like to share one of my favorites offered centuries later by another very important rabbi, Abraham Yitzchak Kuk, who lived in Israel early in the 20th century. The discussion of the Passover sacrifice, he taught, was meant to teach us that as the Israelites left Egypt, they went through two stages of transition from slavery to freedom. One, which happened at night, involved these long oppressed people learning to see themselves as free men and women. The other, which happened in the morning, involved the rest of the world learning to see them as free people. That, he explained, is why it's important to distinguish between night and day while practicing this particular mitzvah. As per usual, there's a bigger lesson there. It teaches us that redemption isn't just a singular, shiny, divine moment, and it never just happens to one person. Redemption is a collective act. It's impossible without community until everyone sees themselves as free and until everyone else learns to see each other as free as well. The exodus is incomplete. And those who don't get it, well, just call them evil neighbors. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoyed this show, please go rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly section of Reading Daf Yomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, our producer is Josh Cross. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.